We're live. Episode 13 of Living the Guide Life, and we have the damsel fly fishing ladies with us today. Um, we're talking about chasing trout out in Montana, um, doing a little fishing on the Madison River, and so much more. These are uh, these ladies know what they're talking about, so enjoy. We are here with Living the Guide Life, episode 13, and we have the damsel fly fishing girls from Belgrade, Montana, Kara Tripp and Lene Axelfin, and talk about some badass ladies from Montana. How are we doing? We're doing great. Thank you. Lene is kind of a woo girl. I love it. I had my morning coffee. That's all you need right there. Yeah. How's, Thanks for having us. How's fishing been lately? Um, it's been good. I've been on the on the Madison, um, the Upper Madison. Yeah. Up uh, up above Ennis is mm-hmm. is how you distinguish the Upper versus the Lower Madison. Yeah. In Southwest Montana, and uh, it's been salmon fly season. Yeah. So the last four days have been pretty productive, um, finding fish, eating the the big the big fly yeah so it's been it's been really good plus i've had guests that have been with me for a while and um people that originally found me to to get better at their fishing or learn and so that's been really great to see that like evolution where you know in the beginning we're just trying to get through the roll cast and not and not have a tangle yeah to, to them just like casting and hitting the spots and and getting it done so that's it's been a good week and a half of of fishing for me nice i'm actually yeah. i'm actually headed out to ennis uh first week of august do some oh, fishing nice. out there yeah we go That'd uh be really good hopper hopper fishing by then yeah yeah i'm excited we make a trip out there like every year and do you do you camp yeah we camp um on like so when you're in Ennis and then you go across the bridge heading east and yep. then you like come back north, I want to say, and then there's that campground along the river, like right before the lake. Oh, oh, you're talking about Valley. Yeah. yeah. Valley Garden. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 The that's braids. Where, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where we stay at. And then we just camp out there. Very good. That's awesome. And now we know where you're going to be, so we'll we'll come find you. Absolutely. <laughs> we will find you. Absolutely. Yeah, I was uh the salmon hatch is kind of happening everywhere I heard right now cuz I just talked to a um guy from Colorado yesterday and they said they were having the salmon hatch too. Yeah, salmon fly. Mm-hmm. It's been good and the golden stone. I had a personal best fish landed on the Madison. It was uh taped um, four, four inches Dang. on a golden stone with a with a client who's you know he's a retired doctor 75 kind of that's all kind of normal but the thing that makes him interesting is that he I met him in South America when I was guiding in Patagonia this last season yeah and he literally picked Patagonia to learn so this man drops <laughs> like a ton of money on gear you know, a bunch of money to come down to South America and fly and learn, like learning, which is, there's no better place, right? Like we're going to spend the time and, um, yeah. And then, so that's where we met 
and I and got it. We got him into fish and and worked with him and um and then he comes out for salmon fly season and just yeah ends up getting like the fish of of the Madison. Like everyone was just like, what? Are yeah. you kidding me? I'm like, yeah, this guy's got nine days of fishing under his belt <laughs> and he freaking catches a fish that like I haven't even like I haven't even obtained for myself a fish that big on a on a dry fly here in Montana. Yeah. I mean, I've done. I've done done some serious work in 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 Russia and, and Patagonia, but not on public waters of the Madison. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. So, so that was really, I'm really, yeah. I was very proud of him because he doesn't really have, you know, he comes into the fishing game late, mm-hmm. and it's not like, I mean, let's be honest, it's not like he's got that many years left. Yeah. So like, done, right? Yeah. Didn't he? Um, didn't he forget his wife's anniversary? Oh yeah, he, he let her, yeah, he forgot. He came out and fished and was like, "Oh, today is my wife's anniversary." And then he left his phone in my car or in my truck. I have a car. Let's be honest. Left it in the truck, and it, of course it's dead. So it's like her anniversary, and she Uh-oh. can't even get a hold of the dude. Uh-oh. Yeah, so I don't know if they're married anymore. <laughs> they're like, you might be fishing a lot more. <laughs> you might start making a lot more trips. <laughs> just became my number one client. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's oh awesome. God. And it didn't help that he like decided to tell me about his sexual fantasy of me. That's weird. <laughs> like he's like, we just had like you know by day three you're just getting very. You know, it's a single, too comfortable, too much sharing. Yeah, yeah. He's like that moment in Patagonia, and it was we were just catching fish, and it was raining, and I was just was so sexually attracted to you. He's like, I know this is strictly business. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <so> stunned. <laughs> That's when Kara reached over and like splashed him with her oar. Yeah. <laughs> like, Let's cool you down, buddy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, um, literally, like, what is? Yeah, just. I should carry a squirt gun. Well, I was going to say, we're like a little cattle prod. <laughs> yeah. A little butt to the neck. A little cattle prod, just like when people start to get, like, just go go there. Yeah. And they shouldn't. They start to get I'm a little. Like, I, never know, I never know if I should be really offended or, like, super, like. <laughs> like, flattered or, like, yeah. flattered. <laughs> I think it depends on how old they are, too. Yeah. If it's, like an old man you know you can just kick him in the hip <laughs> kick him down if he gets too frisky yeah. mm-hmm. right that's yeah. true you can just kick him off the boat let him float for the rest of the time and call it good <laughs> I we'll should <laughs> I should pack like a floaty underneath my bench seat of my of my boat yeah and I was just like I inflate it I'm like you're and with a little rope attached yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, um, how many trips do you guys make out on the Madison? Oh, that's a great question. So, so far, I've spent the last um, every day for three for three weeks out there. Oh wow! <laughs> Dang. Yeah, rain or shine. Yeah, just and gotta do it. Been a lot of rain. <laughs> There's been so many thunder thunder uh, storms lately. And so the wind picks up and that river becomes really, um, it's a very swift gradient. You know, it's like a 27 mile long riffle. Yeah. And so lots of boulders. It's not that it's very deep, but it's very swift. Mm -hmm. 
because of the gradient. And um, so you really, with a downstream wind and a couple of people in your boat, it gets really, it can, it can become kind of like a rodeo trying to like slow your boat down. And so you're just not like careening down the river, like yeah. bashing into free rock. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So I, I take a lot of, I take a lot of pride in being able to like hang on those days, you know, like yeah. you know, the boat ramp and, the, and all the, all the men are like dying. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I was there with you. They're like, oh my God. <laughs> Brutal. Like, I'm like, yes, yes, it was. Oh, yeah. So I think I'm one of one of two um, or three guides that, that works at Upper Madison. Yeah. Um, that are female. And I think I'm the. Um, I can. Let's see. There's a gal named Nicole out of um, West, West Yellowstone okay. that I see out there occasionally. Another gal at Ennis, her name's Annie Shores. Um, and then a gal named Julie who runs, uh, and Alice Wesley. So there's a, there's a few of us, but yeah. Um, but they also do a lot. I think they've been spending a lot of time um, out of West, um, a couple of them. Anyway, so there's, there's I mean, there's a few of us that, that row it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm always so proud of us because it's, some days it's like, what was that? <laughs> like the other day, it was so bad that when I got into the, um, got into my truck, my I was like, I it actually physically hurt to hold onto my steering wheel. Yeah, jeez. Because you're because the wind is is so crazy, and you're and there's and you're just maneuvering around so many boulders. Is oh, it yeah. crazier, Patagonia? Because you the wind, yeah, the wind. Because you always say how windy it is in Patagonia. The wind is pretty awful in Patagonia, but the, I think the difference is like we have a lot of walkway options where I guide in South America okay. at El Salvante's Lodge, and so the so you're not necessarily navigating a boat. But what what is tricky there is we have lakes and we run the lakes with the lakes we do jet boats, and then we mm. if we are on the river like the Manuelas or the Baker or something like that, um, we use um, cataracts and they are just like giant sails and it's, and it's like awful, right? When you've got, um, those Patagonia winds, but for the most part, you can kind of plan for your day and we've got walk weight options. So it's not as like full send. I feel like, I feel like when it, you know, my Montana guide season shows up, um, it's just, it's like you're, you're going no matter what. And people Mm -hmm. are always like, well, what's the weather going to do today? I'm like, just be prepared be prepared for everything and anything because we do get a lot of like thunder showers in the, in the afternoon and and once you put that boat in like you're you're committed so you just have to know that you're going to be strong enough to um and physically capable to like be able to ha- to handle yourself out there yeah um and i would have to say that's probably <clears throat> like going into guiding that was a, that was a real concern like Am I am I strong enough physically to, to do this safely? You know, where you oh, don't. Exactly. So you're not putting your clients in a bad position. Um, you should see her in the gym in the off season. <laughs> She's like flipping tires. And Just working. It. <laughs> mean. Just working it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <clears throat> drink some C4. Yeah. Drink some C4 pre workout before and just just go to town. Is that is that good? What's C4? Oh my god, it's I a, I use it. Workout. I work out like when I every time I work out, I drink a little C4 like pre-workout, and I don't know what it is, but it just gets me so hyped. 
You're like, like you drink it, and um, he watches his chest hair grow. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I don't want chest hair. Like I just look in the mirror, I see my chest hair is popping out of my skin, and yeah, yeah, you're like popping out of your cut off. Oh, exactly. Uh, Yeah, yeah. No, if you haven't tried it, well, I don't take C four, but I take um. You're like like omega three. (laughs) I take like two amino acids. (laughs) I take this like, is it BPI? It's like amino acids for like re like muscle recovery. Okay. Um, and that stuff re- that I have noticed a difference between the days like if I forget to take it after rowing. Yeah. Um, all day because it just helps. It just helps like your muscles rebuild and heal faster. Oh, I can imagine. Essentially, so that that does help. And and it's true. Like I I don't know. I feel like I don't know how other guides feel about it, but um. Training in the off season is like a real thing because you just do not want to go go into to rowing every single day for the next three to four months. Yeah, and 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 not have a and not have like a strong upper body and core, you know, oh, or exactly. even even eggs. Um, so I I I worked harder than I have in the past to to make sure that that training wise that I didn't have as much. Um, what would what, what do you even call it? like that? I would just be in better shape going into my season, and it's so it's so worth it. Yeah, like to get to feel strong and not be like completely like destroyed, you know? Oh yeah, just worn out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I hear you on that. I mean, at one point, I was just like, okay, I have to think about this as as being like a professional athlete. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. You have to train in the off season. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, I, and there, it's a work in progress. I would say my like diet isn't necessarily as clean as it should be. Um, I don't think drinking four IPAs after work every night is like necessarily the best. And tacos. Kara <laughs> survives on tacos and gluten here. <laughs> and in Bozeman, there are breweries on every corner, and they all have gluten free options. Oh yeah. And yeah, it's. It's yeah. just, it's just how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta, oh, you gotta do what you gotta do. Using like a charger. Yeah. What's your next question? Um, so how did you guys get into fly fishing as guides? Like, how did you guys decide you wanted to do this? Mm, that started with Kara because she started fly fishing in high school. Okay. And. And then more so in college with an old boyfriend. Mm. It's the one thing they did where they didn't fight. Yeah. So, <laughs> really, I did them together. <laughs> and I remember she came home one day from fishing and was like, and I was in high school at the time. Not even, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we're like seven years apart. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Fair uh, she was like, I'm going to design women's fly fishing accessories and I'm going to call it damsel. And I was like, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. I had never fly fished before, but was like, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, we both, well, we have the same parents, so that makes sense, right? Yeah. We both grew up in an entrepreneurial family. Our parents always owned their own businesses, so I feel like when she was like, I'm going to design women's fly fishing accessories, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course we are going to do that. And it's we because there is no I. Yeah. <laughs> no I in team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
But it wasn't until, um, and then Kara, well, do you want to tell this side of the, like, it's your story, but she went to the fly shop and worked for seven, eight years. Okay. Got her PhD in fly fishing. I got my PhD in fly fishing from the fly shop in Redding, California. <laughs> I mean, that was like basically, you know, picked up a rod and in my teens, so it was like 12, 13. Yeah. And and then college, like when I said, that's kind of when, you know, I'd fish all summer long and and um, I have a BFA in graphic design and um, the boyfriend during that time in my life, his family, his father actually was a huge supporter in my art and in my fly fishing. Nice. And he was the one that was like, had the fly shop catalog and we would drill over destinations like El Salamantes and Patagonia. And at one point he was like, listen here, Care Trip, you could design, um, do graphic design work for the fly shop remotely and you could guide in Montana in the summers and guide in South America in the winter and never have to do winter again. And I was like, that sounds so amazing. Yeah. And at the time, those thoughts didn't even make sense because, you know, Patagonia is very... Um, um, traditional. So uh, to, to have a female guide would have never happened back when I was having those thoughts. Oh, wow. I mean, it was, it was so forward thinking. Like, you just didn't make, they just, they just would have never even, it had been nearly impossible to have, like, a, a female, to be hired as a female guide. And, and I didn't, honestly, at that time, I didn't even have the uh, wherewithal to even do it professionally. It was just a dream. It was like yeah. a huge pipe dream. Um, and and then the economy crashed, and we um, I ended up working for my for my dad for one of his businesses, and just to you know continue to to at least have a job. Yeah. And during that time, that's when you sit down and you really start to think about your passion and like what you want to do. You know, you're unemployed basically, mm-hmm. and you have nothing else to lose because you're already at the bottom. There's like nowhere to go but up. So yeah, I. I was started thinking about the fishing part of it and if it was like actually feasible and researched the fly shop and found out that a bunch of people got their jobs at the fly shop through their fish camp program and reached out to them about their fish camp program. It's a, it's a um, Monday through Friday overnight fly fishing camp for kids and families okay. and it runs all summer long in Northern California and I, I reached out to him about that program and sent him my resume and my cover letter and that's how I got my foot in the door. Um, so my background came from a very like educational like I learned how to teach casting I learned how to like oh, wow. you know all the all the things that you do wrong in your cast and then how to fix it and uh, it was very humbling because I showed up and I, I I had no business being there like I show up for work and I'm supposed to know about fly fishing and these eight-year-olds are throwing like 150 feet of line straight <laughs> and I can barely hit 25 feet. <laughs> so I just was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to like crush these kids with like kindness yeah. and, and a good heart. And I'm going to, I'm going to scrub some toilets. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't the kids make fun of you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The kids were brutal. They were like year two. So I, I made it through my first season and then they invited me back because I just worked so hard like I was like yeah. I crushed it at making Gatorade I was like I mean I just worked like a damn dog that's awesome and, and then year two comes and they invite me back out and I had studied so hard and worked so hard just to like uh, on that learning curve you know to get better mm-hmm. 
And I remember I'm with, um, it's a, it's during advanced camp. So these kids like really know what they're doing. And we do a float at the, the end of the week. Okay. And I'm fishing with these girls and they were like, the girls are like, oh my God, like Carrie, you're like, you're like so much better now. Like, I mean, you like sucked last year, but like you're like so good now. Like you're so good. This is really cute. I was like, thank you. They're like, but nobody cared because you're just like so awesome and like so much fun. Like we just yeah. didn't care. Like, and I mean, that's the truth with kids, right? They can see through bullshit and they see through everything. Oh yeah. And they're, you, they're like, you were just so much fun. We didn't care that you sucked is basically what they said. <laughs> you know? So that being said, you know, as, as you, for people that are looking to like get into the fishing industry and live the dream, um, Man, just send your resumes to the fly shop in Redding, California. Yeah. Start at fish camp because it really does give you like working that program just teaches you how to how to teach, how to communicate fly fishing, um, how to work with all ages, eight to eighty. Like I can literally teach eight to eighty year olds how to fly fish, like break it down so it's so simple and so easy to di- to digest. Yeah. Um. And um. Yeah. Anyways, it was just it was. So that's where I got my start. And then from there, it just like, it, it just snowballed. It was like doing hosted trips to Russia and um, guide trips here and there on the, on the McLeod river and the Sacramento. Yeah. And then, you know, as you evolve, like any, any addiction, you just need um, more heavy hitting drugs. So it's, it turned into like, you know, rowing and, oh yeah, I think I could guide the upper Madison. Let's do that. I'm going to start yeah. there. You know, no let's doubt. move to Southwest. Let's move back to Montana and, and guide in, um, in the epicenter of the fly fishing world and the most competitive. I don't think there's any place more competitive than Southwest Montana when it comes to guiding. Oh, yeah. At all. Yeah. I mean, hands down, it's like the most, gosh, there's probably. Well, how many, how many fly shops are just in Ennis? <laughs> yeah, like the town of Ennis has like three shops. Yeah, like down downtown Ennis has yeah. three, and then um, there's there's Beartooth, and a new fly shop just popped up randomly, and then you've got Kelly Gallops. Yeah. So that's like, you know, four and just that little and the valley. Is what? How big is that town? The town's like there's Eight. like five hundred people. Yeah. <laughs> like, five hundred people, three thousand fish per mile. Yeah. And five fly shops. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember going in there, and it's like right at the beginning of the town. It's like however many people, and then like a mil, like eleven million trout or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eleven million trout, five hundred people. Yeah, I'm like, all right, fair enough. This is the spot to be then. No. Um. But yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, it's been it's been a wild wild ride, but I I feel really fortunate that you also you forgot to mention um, come back to Montana, start guiding up for Madison, and start damsel fly fishing or women's fly fishing accessory brand. So that was all part of the yeah. trifecta, and we had no previous experience in like. And Kara has her graphic design background, but as far as designing products, 
we were just like, yeah, let's do it. It's kind of like in fly fishing, actually. We didn't really, you don't know until you do it. Yeah. <laughs> what you don't know. <laughs> oh, that exactly. Makes sense. You're like, like, we're like, we don't, even though we grew up in a family of entrepreneurs, it's not the same. Like you actually have to be working your own business to, to understand just like how hard it is and the different, different facets. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So we like started damsel, like just like so excited, so much like hope and just big dreams. And then, uh, and then we're like, Oh wow, this is hard. <laughs> 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 and we're like cleaning houses and uh, babysitting people's babysitting. kids, and which I'm not good at. Airbnb <laughs> and like every little side job, yeah, just to work on our like big dream. That's awesome. Which yeah. we're still doing today. Less babysitting and uh, cleaning, right? Yeah, we finally got to get rid of this. We were That's so good. good at the babysitting as a team. Um, we still get calls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. No, so when we so when, when we decided to start Damsel, um, um, this is this is like devastatingly sad, but our mom was dying of, of breast cancer. Oh. And Sorry to hear that. So she's on her deathbed and she's dying and Lene's like we need to start we need to breathe life into your domain name. So I had bought damselflyfishing.com way before I ever was at the fly shop. So this is like 2005 to 2006, seven-ish, somewhere in there. Yeah. But I bought damselflyfishing.com because I just had that vision and that dream. And then I just sat on it. And then I get my first job in the industry for the fly shop. And you get this amazing education, my, you know, what I call my PhD in fly fishing from the fly shop. And then, um, as our mom is, this is like September of 2014, she's passing on and Lene and I did like side by side, did our mom's hospice care for six weeks. Okay. <clears throat> and it was during that time where I was just like, you know what? Lene's like, you, you've got to do this. Like, what do we have to lose? Like, I mean, there's nothing like watching your parent pass away that really like rams home for you that like you get one life. Yeah. You get one shot. So if there is something on your heart or some dream you have and it keeps coming up over and over again, like you have to like, you have to try it because you get one shot mm -hmm. and, and time is just so precious. And so then he's like, what do we have to lose? Like... I mean, at the end of the day, you live, and there's, like, the only things in life that are, like, completely guaranteed are taxes and death. So it's like, why not just go for it? Yeah. So, um, so then when we thought about it that way, it made total sense. And then we started doing it, and we're like, this is fucking hard. <laughs> this is so hard. <laughs> but it's been so worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, I mean, that's um, great. Mm-hmm. So it's been, and then just to do a business with your sister, um, especially my sister, she's amazing. She's awesome. I like could not, I could not, I couldn't have done it. I couldn't have, we, we wouldn't be where we were at with, without her because she was really the one that, that um, pushed me to, to do it and, and had like the faith that we could do it, you know? Yeah. 
<laughs> How do you guys uh, manage your relationship? <laughs> Working together. Gluten-free here. <laughs> um, we both go to separate therapists. <laughs> yeah, separate therapists. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, we. So we have honestly, we we have hit um, some tough times. Um, but I, but I like broke up with that guy and cut him out. So we're good, smooth sailing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so basically if she doesn't like whoever I'm dating like he's out yeah I've just learned I'm like is he in or out she's like get rid of him I'm like I'm done I'm never questioning her ever again that's <laughs> been smooth sailing since that um no it is you know how Christopher Robin has a little red balloon yeah I'm Christopher Robin and cares my little red balloon but I have to anchor down and Tell her where we're gonna go and when yeah. and what time, and tell her fifteen to thirty minutes earlier than the actual time, so that she's not late. Yeah, yeah, she really reigns me in. <laughs> it's, um, do you? So I like to. I'm a monarch butterfly in a sense. Like they migrate and they know there's a there's a a, desti- a final destination for the monarch butterflies, but they flit around. Yeah. You know, so there's like point A to point B, and they're migrating, and they know exactly where they're going. But there's a lot of like flitting about, right? Yeah, twists, That's, turns, and all that. Yeah, like I'm like, yeah, yeah, kind of whimsical and like, not whimsical, but yeah, kind yeah. of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm left brained, Kara's right brained, and together we make a full brain. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So she's very good at. Lene is very, very good at the money side of it. She's like the more of a CFO, okay. um, you know, chief financial yep. uh, officer. And I'm more of like a, a CEO. So she'll be like, where's the trajectory of the business going? Or like, what are, what's like in your mind? Like, what are you envisioning? And she'll ask me these questions, like even for product design, like what do you have next in your head? Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, that's so interesting you said that. Like the, our sun gloves or whatever. And then she will just come in and be like, okay, I've already sourced material. Da, da, da. I found somebody who could sew them here in Montana. And then, and we just go from there. And like, so it's just um, make a really great team. Ooh, I have more to add. Also, we are not micromanagers. I guess if I would be, well, if there was going to be one of us, it would probably be me. Okay. Micromanager. <laughs> but um, it works because when Kara is like in the middle, for three, four months of guiding every day. She's not available for like business decisions. Yeah. But it works out because she totally trusts me. So I can just, I just go. That's awesome. I just like, I decide patterns or whatever. I mean, it's not like we don't communicate at all, but there's a huge component of trust there. Yeah. Maybe there wouldn't be if we weren't sisters. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, like I don't ever question her decisions on stuff. And if if she, if she really is having a hard time, or if I'm having a hard time make a decision, then we just we just call each other and talk it out. Or she comes over and, um, yeah. But we never there's never an argument about like what colors to pick for the seasons, like yeah. upcoming line of snoots or I don't know. We just and a lot of times. It's so eerie, but like, I mean, to put it in perspective, 
we hadn't seen each other in like a couple couple weeks and we bought the same rug off of Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just no mind reading. Joke. <laughs> you guys it, you guys are kind of like the twins when you can uh like read each other's mind. That's what everyone says yeah. like if you're a twin you can like read each other's mind. Yeah. Yeah. That is but we're 7 years apart, we're not twins. It's even weirder. <laughs> I mean, we were buying, so there was a point in our lives where she was living in Seattle and I was living in California. Mm-hmm. And I would randomly, like, be at Old Navy. This actually happened. I went to Old Navy. I bought these little, like, ballet slipper shoes. And when I bought them, I thought of Lene, and I was like, oh, I bet she really, and I took a picture and sent them. She sends me a picture back. She's got, she bought the same ones. <laughs> That's awesome. My, Mine were black, hers were blue. That was the only... My favorite is we'll show up at the same place at the same time that we, like, never talked about. Yeah. Like, God, so creepy. <laughs> it's, it's creepy. So, yeah, it works for business because we... Um, the chemistry is just there. Just, the chem- yeah. Yeah. You know, we can just forge ahead. Or, like, when she was in Chile for guiding a couple years ago, I figured out a design for our Snoopy snoods, which are little snoods for your dog. And like a handkerchief okay. that goes over the collar so that okay. you can match. Yeah. And they, the patterns match the human snoods. Anyways, they're super cute. And I just like, there yeah. was no like asking her, what do you think? She like came back and I was like, look. And then last year when she was gone, I came up with a a, a headband, a fleece earmuff, a really, it's a, made of a really thin fleece so you can wear it under your hat if you want or over your hat. Yeah, I saw um, that. And it covers your ear and they're just, yeah. Yeah. That one was awesome because that, she got that idea. I was wearing my buff. Like, I don't wear buffs on my face, but a buff is really good. The wind is so gale force in Patagonia that I wear the buff, we wear the buffs to keep our hats on. Oh, wow. So you put your ball cap on and then you put the buff over as like a headband to keep it on your head. Yeah. And the wind will just like, like, um, like verberate in your ear, in your eardrum and it like hurts. Like it'll, it'll blow so hard that it's like hard on your eardrums. So you want something to cover your ear holes. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and I was like explaining this to her and all of a sudden she's like, what do you think about this? And she made this like, it's perfect. It's like the lightest fleece material and then with the it has like the curvature to, to go over your ears and then it fits over your hat so it keeps my hat on and the wind out of the ears and just a little bit of um you know keeping the heat in um it was like brilliant she's just yeah that's awesome i don't know it's it's pretty she is she's pretty awesome yeah <laughs> you love to we see it awesome yeah we take turns that <laughs> is actually true because we um so far when one of us wants to quit the business the other one doesn't yeah so as long as that keeps up we just both can't want we both can't want at the quit. same time that, that makes, yeah. is that a, <laughs> a sentence as yeah. long as neither one of us want to quit at the same time we're gonna be we're gonna be just fine yeah well that's the way to do it yeah i mean that's how any relationship is really yeah like you just don't want to have you just don't want to quit at this at the quit each other on this yeah yeah. At the same time. Oh, I love uh, it. Well, 
quit you. <laughs> oh, oh no. So Lene's, um, when Lene was born, we dubbed her Bean as her, uh, her nickname. Yeah. Like dad brought her home and he's like, this is Bean. Or like, oh my God, she looks just like a little string bean. And then my nickname's Spud, which is makes, so Lene was like, one day she's like, can you just change your handle on Instagram? She's like, I can never find you to tag you because I always type in Spud yeah. instead of Kara or whatever. And I was like, didn't think it would be that big of a deal. So I changed my Instagram handle to Spuddy Ann, <laughs> which has nothing to do with fly fishing. It's incredibly hard to find because nobody understands. And people pronounce it Spooty, which sounds <laughs> so bad. <laughs> but it's not spooty, it's spuddy. Spuddy Ann. Like, it was spud, and then my middle name's Ann, and then my mom added, like, a couple P's, so it's spuddy Ann. Yeah. Anywho, that is how we came up with the Instagram handle that I actually physically changed, and now I wish it wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> But at a certain point, when you get a certain amount of followers, you're like, well, I yeah. just don't think I can change it. <laughs> so for everybody out there, it's Spuddy Ann. It's Spuddy, Spuddy Ann. underscore Ann, I think. Yeah, Spuddy Ann. And it's literally because, like, my nephew calls me Aunt Spud. And if you ask him, like, go find your Aunt Kara, he'll be like, uh, I don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't. He doesn't know who Kara is. Like there is no Kara. It's Spud, yeah. Aunt Spud, or Spuddy Aunt. Yeah. So um, for everybody out there, that's that's our Instagram handle. It's it's Spuddy Ann and mine. And Lene doesn't have one, but she she runs. You know, she's on Damsel underscore Fly underscore Fishing underscore, which is also the yeah. world's worst handle. <laughs> Why so many underscores? But anyways. It works. <laughs> it, it works. Yeah, exactly. People, you know what? It's just a testimony. Like people will find you. You know. Yeah. <laughs> if you're good at what you do, people will find you, and you're entertaining enough. They'll they'll follow you no matter how bad your handle is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those followers are the real VIPs. <laughs> oh yeah, they're That's the real awesome. ones for sure. Mm-hmm. That's um, good. But yeah, so what? rivers do you guys fish in montana then is it just ennis like is it just the madison oh i do um so i, I primarily guide parts of the gallatin and okay. the yellowstone and madison so kind of the big three what's your favorite um who i know you're gonna say the madison i do have a very strong love hate relationship with the madison <laughs> <laughs> There are times that I like I just love her so much and then there's days that she's such a bitch that I need to just take a break. Like yeah. any relationship, you're just like she she'll be so good to me and then all of a sudden she just flips the switch and I'm like, Why is it why is it so <laughs> you know? She's just yeah. a um she can be very fickle. She's like a very fickle lover. Yeah. He's yeah. But I, that walkway section up by $3 and Reynolds yep. is it's so beautiful. And this time of year, there are so many wildflowers. Like there's mm. this one wildflower that grows up there that looks like the face of an elephant. 
Oh, wow. And like a, it's called elephant head or something like that. I'm not quite sure. And they're purple. Yeah. And they're just beautiful. And the Indian paintbrush and there's springs like bubbling out all over and it's super fishy. It's just, and it's all walkways. So it's like the perfect, you know, if you, it's, it's hard, it's hard to find people to, to row you. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, you've got like time to yourself or you've got a couple people and you just can take the dogs and I don't know. I, I do really love the walkway section of the upper Madison. Absolutely. It's, it's wonderful. That's awesome. So I'd have to say that's probably, probably my favorite, but to be completely honest, I just, I mean, I, there's just, I haven't met a river that I didn't like. Yeah. You know? Oh, I hear you. I just, I, yeah, they all have their merits. Yeah. Everyone has their, uh, little kinks and their sweet yeah. spots and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I hear you. Now, I know you guys said you got to finish up here, right? At nine? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. we have another meeting. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So is there anything else you wanted to go over that you wish I would have asked before we head out here? Um, should we plug our sun gloves? <laughs> plug it up no i mean uh, just you know if you want to um follow us on you know like us on facebook um we've got instagram yep we've got an online store yeah we've got snoods so if you're sick of your mask uh the snood which is a the snood is the new face mask yeah it's the new stylish face mask it's the new it way it is yeah, it's just nice because you can wear it around your neck when you don't need to have it like up over your nose, and it's they're cute. They're like little stylish. You can like make it part of your outfit, but then when you run into the store or wherever, it's so easy to just pull up over your nose. Like it's so funny. Like Lene and I were so forward thinking. We've been wearing our suits for for years now, and yeah. and now it's like the the in thing. Like you, yeah. Yeah. we were preparing for the pandemic, and we didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> we're visionaries. <laughs> People call us Ben Franklin, yeah. <laughs> Edison. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's hilarious. Awesome. Oh my god! Yeah, sales for like the. It's it's so funny. Um, the pandemic has been really good for us. Like, our sales um, for oh, yeah. our snakes and and for as people using them as face masks and stuff um, has been actually really really good. And then uh, yeah, yeah, that was a pleasant surprise because in March I went through like all of our business budgets. My husband and I have a delivery company as well. Okay. So like went through personal budgets, business, and just like cut things where I could. Cause like, I'm like, I don't know how this is going to shake out. Yeah. And I called Tara, she was in Chile. And I was like, we might be going out of business. <laughs> but then it was like, by the end of March, snood sales started to go up. And I was like, oh, maybe we won't go out of business. Yeah. Like, like yeah. this is like the marketing we needed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's been it actually has been really good. We've had we've had some um, some steady growth. That's from, awesome. From, so yeah. That's awesome. Still yeah. super blessed. Anyway, yeah. we kind of contribute into making people feel safe or happy and healthy. 
With a snood. Mm-hmm. With a snood and a fishing trip. Yeah. <laughs> snood and a fishing trip. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> snood and a fishing trip. That's so true. Yeah. I'm good. So, anyways. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, if you need a snood, it's damselflyfishing.com. If you need a fishing trip, it's damselflyfishing.com. Yep. <laughs> if you need a good laugh, it's damselflyfishing.com. Damselflyfishing.com. Absolutely. <laughs> all your needs. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been so much fun. Well, thank you so much for your time and for inviting us to be part of your podcast. Yeah, you guys are awesome. You thank guys you. Are so I awesome. can't wait to. Hopefully, we can um, link up when you're out here in August. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Yeah. We should be around. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'll shoot you guys a text <laughs> and we can go grab some coffee or something. Yeah. Uh, probably or, a beer or an IPA. An IPA, there you go. Yeah. Uh, IPA and tacos. <laughs> IPA and tacos, perfect. Yes. That's yeah. how I keep my muscles strong. Exactly. All right. Thanks, ladies. Right. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Have a you great day. You guys have a good one. Bye-bye. Right. Right, and that wraps it up for the damsel fly fishing ladies. Straight out of Montana, fishing the... Uh, Madison right now catching them on the salmon hatch and you guys got to go check out their snoods like they said the snoods are the way to go if you're if you're worried about corona and you need a mask when you go into places make sure to pick one up hope you guys enjoyed it and that wraps things up for episode 13 um the ladies were awesome and first uh first pair of women we've had on so that was that was great to see. Great to see them getting out, killing it on the Madison, and just they know what they're talking about. Going down to, going down to Patagonia and doing a little fishing down there, and then it was a lot of fun talking to them. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Mm-hmm.